What is going on everyone? It is Mason Pierce here, host of the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast. And I want to let y'all know about a little secret, and it's called Anchor by Spotify. It is one of the new and easiest ways to make your own podcast with everything you need all in one single place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from the comfort of your phone or computer. And also, when you are hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and whatever platform you choose to post it on. It's everything you need to make a podcast in just one single place. And the best part of all, Anchor is totally free to use. So make sure you download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. Get started creating your own podcast or start hosting on a very up-and-coming new platform. What's going on, Cover 7 family? It is your host, Mason Pierce, and we are back at it again with another episode of the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast. And guys, the Miami Dolphins show up this offseason or what? We'll get into exactly what they did, which actually includes superstar wide receiver Tyreek Hill and even more great players. We don't really have any MLB news. I mean, spring training is going on. There's been We might talk a little bit about some of the plus sides for a lot of teams, some of the downsides for a lot of teams, and you know, just discuss a little bit, but mostly, guys, this will be an NFL-focused episode. It really will not be super long. There's not been a lot of breaking, breaking news except for a couple different things. So, guys, sit back, relax, and make sure to please enjoy today's episode. Now, guys, before we do get into today's first news, obviously the first segment, make sure that y'all are please following the official Instagram and TikTok of the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast, which is at Cover 7 with Mason Pierce on all platforms. Guys, I'm super excited to let y'all know that I actually teamed up with 2022 TCU quarterback commit Jacob Porter, who is from Timber Creek High School in Fort Worth, Texas. Me and him did a collab post on the official Instagram, so make sure y'all please check it out, show him love, ask him any types of questions. Absolute great kid, great quarterback, and I can't wait to see what he does for my Horn Frogs. But guys, let's get into the first news today for our college football segment. And is regarding former North Shore High School star quarterback and current Auburn quarterback Demetrius Davis. Now, obviously, he's pretty low on the depth chart right now. He's got guys like Zach Calzada, who's a former A&M quarterback. And then he's also got former LSU quarterback TJ Finley ahead of him. So really, he would not be seeing the field for at least two to three years if he even sees the field at all. And obviously, coming out of North Shore High School with guys like Zach Evans, who's currently the running back for Ole Miss, definitely super talented kid. And well, he actually decided to enter the transfer portal, and this not really is too shocking. Is he he now he said a couple months back that yeah he was not going to leave. You know, there was no point in him leaving. He liked the competition, which I think every player does because if every player admitted that they didn't like having to compete for a spot on a team or having to fight their way to get the first position, coaches would kind of get like, eh, it's one of those entitled kids. But definitely. Auburn fans really did think, hey, he might stick around. You know, if Zach doesn't work, if TJ doesn't work, at least you'll have, you know, Demetrius. But he's officially entered the transfer portal. So, I re- honestly, I have really no clue where we could possibly see him go. Maybe Houston, considering that he is from Houston. I, I don't really know Houston's quarterback situation, but I know definitely getting a former five-star, four-star um, quarterback in Demetrius Davis would be huge for the Cougars and Dana Holgerson. Now the next news we have is regarding Florida State cornerback Jarvis Brownlee, who he's been he's been okay. He's, I haven't really watched a lot on him, but from what I've heard from a lot of uh, Florida State fans, he is a pretty solid corner. Started all pretty much every game last year for the Seminoles, and he has actually entered the transfer portal. So definitely watch for schools like Oklahoma, 
possibly even LSU to make a huge move to get him considering those are some of the teams that really do need a lot of help in their secondary. I know Oklahoma losing a lot of you know signees and current players to UC, USC and then just obviously some that transferred out because of Lincoln Riley. That was definitely a huge loss for the Sooners. And LSU, I mean, they, do, they already have a pretty decent secondary, but definitely getting a guy that already has a lot of that really has a veteran status in the college football landscape would be huge for Brian Kelly and the LSU Tigers. So, guys, that is actually it for today's um, college football news. Not too, too much going on. We have seen a little bit more footage of some star um, college football quarterbacks with guys like Ohio State quarterback C.J. Stroud, Oklahoma quarterback Dylan Gabriel, who transferred from UCF. So, and also, they're wearing this new helmet called the Riddell Axiom. Now, in case y'all haven't seen it, I have posted it on the Instagram for the Cover 7 Mason Pierce podcast. It, it kind of reminds me of a Stormtrooper, Stormtrooper helmet. If you've ever watched Star Wars, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. It's really bulky. It definitely looks like you have like cylinder blocks on your head, like the weight that it looks like it has. But obviously, it's a lot more protective. But my only downside for these is the fact that they have no upper bar on the face mask. There's only like a couple options you can have with, you know, the um the helmet and they already have a pre-built-in visor. So you can't do like a custom visor cuz I don't even think the NCAA allows it, but you know like when guys will do it in pre-game and they'll kind of, you know, mess around with it and they'll have a pre-game visor or just a crazy looking one. I know some NFL guys have done it before, guys like OBJ, but uh yeah, so definitely check it out. I know I, like Dylan Gabriel, CJ Stroud, those type of guys, they're already wearing it. I personally prefer the Speed Flex over it, but it'll definitely be interesting to see. It might grow on me. I've heard it's it's grown on a lot more people too, but for me, I just I can't imagine seeing every player like you know how Riddell always does wearing the the Riddell Axiom, which is literally just having a bunch of stormtroopers out on the field. So, I mean, it's a it's a cool concept, but definitely there's a few things they need to adjust, in my opinion. But obviously, I'm not the professional when it comes to this, so just giving you know. Just a base opinion. Now, guys, let's get into the NFL t- NFL side of today's segment. And, man, was there a huge blockbuster trade that went off. The Miami Dolphins are trading a 2022 first-round pick, 2022 third-round pick, 2022 fourth-round pick, 2023 fourth-round pick, and a 2023 sixth-round pick to the Kansas City Chiefs in exchange for wide receiver Tyreek Hill. Now, also, with Tyreek Hill joining the Miami Dolphins, the Dolphins will also be giving him a four-year, $120 million contract extension, which will make him the highest-paid wide receiver in NFL history. So, huge congrats to Tyreek Hill for getting that you know, accomplishment. Definitely, with Devontae Adams getting that huge payday from the Las Vegas Raiders is pretty much signaled off to Tyreek, hey, I am top five in the league when it comes to rest, when it comes to receivers, and I definitely deserve to get paid you know, more than guys like Christian Kirk because apparently the Kansas City Chiefs were offering him a contract, I think it was four years, $75 million, which was pretty much similar to what Christian Kirk got to go to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And in case you don't really know, Christian Kirk is probably one of the more bottom feeder wide receivers in the league. I mean, the Jags really didn't need to pay him that much. If they were going to pay a wide receiver that much money, they should have paid DJ Chark to stay down there in Jacksonville. But I guess they thought they saw something in Christian Kirk, and that's what ended up getting him that big payday. But ever since then, wide receivers have kind of held their standard a lot higher when it comes to front offices offering them, you know, long-time contract extensions, which I don't really blame them because if guys like Christian Kirk are going to be getting paid $20 million a year, guys like Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, DeAndre Hopkins, these, these these elite wide receivers, you know, the S-tier of wide receivers in the NFL, they deserve to get paid almost quarterback money now. But also you got to think, too, 
once quarterbacks find out that wide receivers are going to be getting paid the same amount they are, quarterbacks are going to want their, you know, their salary to increase by 20, 30 million. So you're going to, so I would definitely estimate seeing quarterbacks getting paid dang near close to 80 million in the next five to 10 years, considering the fact that the NFL salary salary cap continues to go up with, you know, the TV deals, brand deals, whatever it might be, because I think it's gone up 20 million the past year. So definitely something to also keep a huge lookout for. Now the Chiefs, yes, they did get a decent amount of draft picks back, but losing the production you're going to get out of a star wide receiver like Tyreek Hill, who is a speed threat and obviously a deep route threat. Patrick Mahomes is obviously honestly one of his more reliable receivers. So this obviously is a huge loss, but I don't blame Kansas City for wanting to pay a guy a literally paying pretty much what they'd be doing. They're already paying for the highest paid quarterback in the league right now, but then you're going to be paying the highest wide receiver in the league. It's just it's con it's it's cap hell, and they're already so bad that they I don't even think they had the funds to pay him that much if they wanted to, because if they did, they probably would have to give up guys like. I'm talking, they would have, because they already had to give up Tyron Matthew just to even remotely stay on the positive side of cap space. And, and then you still got to remember, they had to franchise Orlando Brown to at least keep their offensive line with some more consistency. They still are paying Joe Thune that huge five-year, 80-something million dollar contract. So it's, honestly, I think the Chiefs kind of, like, were in Dallas's situation for a while there. They just did not manage cap space well. And obviously you, you have to pay a guy like Patrick Mahomes that type of money because you're not going to find a better replacement going to the draft. Now, I might be wrong, but at least the way it's looked so far, Patrick Mahomes obviously is that S-tier of quarterbacks, so you're going to have to give him that huge payday that he's going to eventually want. Now, for the Miami Dolphins, the biggest question is how can Tua properly use Tyreek and not really run him out of Miami, similar to how... how I forgot kind of a better example for it, but there's been plenty of wide receivers that go to a team thinking, hey, this quarterback's going to instantly make me better, you know. But you also got to remember, Tyreek Hill is coming from literally playing with the best quarterback in the NFL who can throw a ball 70 yards just by barely flicking his arm, right? But the only concern is Tua Tagovailoa's really inconsistent play because he's shown flashes of greatness. He's shown the Alabama Tua Tagovailoa that teams were literally tanking to get before he suffered that hip injury against Mississippi State back in, I think it was 2019. So he still has talent, but the only problem is he seems too scared in the pocket, and he's so used to throwing two to three yard you know, rat catches to let the, I mean, and obviously this, this and this might actually work well with Tyreek Hill, considering he is a speedster alongside Jalen Waddle, you know, Miami's 2021 first round pick coming out of Alabama, which kind of let Tua have some more familiarity. But we've seen when Tua throws the ball deep, it's normally either extremely behind the receiver or it's always extremely, you know, in front of the receiver. Now, obviously a guy like Tyreek Hill can, you know, close some space out of it. But once again, Will Tua be able to give, you know, the same production almost that, you know, Patrick Mahomes gave to Tyreek Hill and at least keep him satisfied? Because we all know Tyreek Hill is a top five receiver in the league. That There's no question about that. He is, he has world-class speed. He's probably going to go down as one of the best wide receivers in NFL history, in my opinion. I mean, yeah, he may not have the insane accolades that a lot of other wide receivers have, but considering the speed he brings and the, and the, and the, um, and the rack yards he also brings as well. Because think about it, he's turned a lot of 5 to 10 yard passes into 50, 60 yard receptions. 
so it's not impossible for this to work with Tua. So I don't want people to think instantly, hey, you know, it's not going to work. Tua is going to fumble because we never know. Tua could have a breakout year this year considering that Miami actually has been building around him and getting him more pieces to help him be a lot more comfortable. Comfortable. I mean, hell, they got Cedric Wilson from the Dallas Cowboys on a pretty relatively cheap deal who's going to be a great, you know, number three option for Tua, especially if he wants to throw a lot of those short passes. So I think this is a great fit, honestly. I mean, Tyreek already feels at home. I mean, he it, it came down between the New York Jets and the Miami Dolphins. Those were the two uh, favorites to land Tyreek Hill, but apparently Tyreek had already planned out going to Miami, so it's kind of just like a make Jet fans feel a little bit better. Maybe the front office is actually trying to go and get someone of superstar caliber like a guy like Tyreek Hill. So, yeah, Tyreek Hill is officially a Miami Dolphin. It's kind of sad to see his tenure end with Kansas City, though, because I loved watching Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill just simply because the duo they had was insane. And, yes, you know, Patrick Mahomes still does have Travis Kelsey. He'll still have an elite threat. But also that leaves a huge hole for that wide receiver core because now the Kansas City Chiefs, their top target now is Juju Smith-Schuster, which is not horrible, but Juju is not Tyreek Hill. He's not going to give you 4.2 speed. He's not going to give you consistent play because once again Juju also does suffer from a lot of injury issues and Tyreek has been historically known to for playing through a lot of injuries and even you know just relatively staying healthy so I guess we'll see how it all unfolds in Kansas City because I know now they're definitely targeting a lot of guys like Odell and just pretty much any free agent now that's on the market watch out for Kansas City to possibly try and go after them but definitely Miami probably had in my opinion one of the better off seasons because they addressed a lot of positions that really did need help and they did not overpay for a lot of guys that they did sign now now since we are still talking about Miami let's talk about another huge signing that Miami had and that was the Dolphins signing former Saints offensive tackle Taron Armstead to a five-year 75 million dollar contract I love this obviously we all know Miami Dolphins, their O-line has been very inconsistent. And when I say very inconsistent, it has been very inconsistent. But you all do have to remember, they are still extremely young. It's kind of like a Cincinnati Bengals situation where before Joe Burrow kind of came in the picture, they were still relatively young. And especially after Cincinnati lost Andrew Whitworth to the L.A. Rams five, ten, five six years ago, that really did heavily infect their O-line. It's kind of like with Miami when they lost Laramie Tunsil. That was a huge loss. But the compensation they did get back for him ended up in them getting Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. So it all worked out. But now they actually got another left tackle replacement in Taron Armstead, who has been a Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl tackle pretty much his whole career. And will at least, you know, solidify one spot on that offensive line for the Dolphins. So great signing by that front office. And once again, I mean, Miami, don't, don't think Miami's going to quit either. Yes, they already, you know, they have a huge payroll right now. But they still are going to need to address that O-line, whether it's in the draft or whether it's through free agency still getting, you know, just maybe a smaller, smaller uh, free agent. But nothing less great offseason for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, the next news we have, it's regarding the Green Bay Packers. They are signing former Chiefs and Seahawks defensive tackle Jaron Reed to a one-year deal. Not really bad. I actually kind of like this. Tagging him up with Kenny Clark. Right there in the middle, that's actually a pretty deadly, you know, front two. So, good signing by the Packers. Definitely don't expect him to, you know, explode considering the fact that, you know, the Packers did lose to Darius Smith to the Minnesota Vikings. And the fact that, you know, I mean, it's just, Jaron, he's kind of had not inconsistent play, 
But when he is healthy, extremely good player. So nothing less, a great pickup for the Green Bay Packers. The Las Vegas Raiders, they're signing wide receiver Demarcus Robinson to a one-year deal. So the former Chief is heading to the Las Vegas Raiders. I love this signing. Now, obviously, you know, a couple couple days ago, the Raiders, they got, you know, the wide receiver Devontae Adams, you know, arguably the best receiver in the league. Now, yes, you know, the Raiders, they lost Zay Jones to free agency. They still have Hunter Renfro, but he's going to be a slot guy. So it kind of was, you know, kind of has a huge gap in that wide receiver two position. And Demarcus Robinson, when he was with the Chiefs, he was behind guys like McCall Hardman, Tyreek Hill, uh, Byron Pringle, Sammy Watkins. So he kind of always got pushed down the depth chart, not because of skill reasons, but just the fact that guys in front of him were immensely talented. So the fact now that he pretty much will have a guaranteed spot at wide receiver two for the Las Vegas Raiders can be actually huge for him because now getting him and Devontae Adams on the same line, whew, I'm telling you, watch out for the Raiders. They may not have had a lot of explosive signings, but that Devontae Adams trade shifted the whole culture of that locker room. And, I mean, it is absolutely fantastic to see, you know, Derek Carr look happy again because I know the past couple years have been really rough for him and the Raiders' relationship. So the fact that the Raiders went out and showed him, hey, we still believe in you. We're not going to trade you. We want to at least give you one more chance to, you know, show us that you are – you. we want to be a Raider. You want to win championships with us and continue to succeed. So definitely great pickup for the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, the final couple news we have, um, he returns home. And in case you're like, who returns home? The New England Patriots, they have signed Super Bowl winning quarter cornerback Malcolm Butler to a two-year, $9 million contract. In case you don't know, he, he had that insane goal line interception against the Seahawks where it's still always kind of been a controversial call. Why would they pass on literally third and goal on the one instead of you know running it to or instead of not running it, what am I talking about? Instead of handing it off to Marshawn Lynch, instead they threw it, and then Malcolm had that clutch interception where he literally trucked the trucked the hell out of the wide receiver to get the ball. So he actually is coming back to New England. I think this is good considering they lost J.C. and Stephon, and they really don't have a solidified secondary. I mean, the really only secondary player they have that's like relatively good in my opinion is Devin McCourty you know the longtime safety for him so definitely getting a guy like Malcolm Butler a veteran cornerback presence is huge for them I, I definitely expect them to try and target corner if you know one magically drops them in the draft definitely would be cool if Sauce Gardner ends up going to the New England Patriots probably wouldn't expect it because he's probably gonna be a top 10 pick but would definitely be huge for New England if they were able to do so and guys the final news of today's episode the Kansas City Chiefs, they are signing wide receiver Marquise Valdez-Scanling to a three-year, $36 million contract. Now, I'm not going to bite my tongue and say, ooh, you know, you know, the wide receiver Chiefs, are they're still going to be bad at the wide receiver position. And I've actually heard a couple people best say it. It's not the fact that one player is going to be able to replace Tyreek Hill's production. It's the fact that they need a, a whole solid group to replace his production because Tyreek, I mean, you just can't. The presence of having him on the field is scary enough as it is, and then seeing him, seeing him come off of his come off of his stance is actually insane. So, getting a guy like Marquise Valdez Scanling 
who in my opinion has been super underrated his whole career when he was with Green Bay, is actually a huge pickup. They're literally getting him for $12 million a season. That's actually decent considering the fact that he's played, in my opinion, Pro Bowl level throughout his whole career now. So great pickup for the Kansas City Chiefs. They still need to address kind of the slot wide receiver position because McCole Hardman is an outside receiver. Juju's going to be an outside receiver. I don't think Marquez really is going to be slot. They probably will put him there. I mean, he, he could play slot, but definitely still need to address that because once again Marquez also is going to be good as a rotational piece on the outside so guys that is it for the NFL side of today's segment and there hasn't really been too much MLB news I mean spring training has been going along we're about two weeks until right um, opening opening day I'm super excited that we have baseball back as a whole I mean it's just it's 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 nice to know they finally agreed on something for once and that we're able as fans to be able to enjoy the great sport of baseball. So definitely make sure to check out some of the spring training games. I've definitely been watching a lot of the Rangers and Yankee games. And when I tell you the Rangers have been looking very impressive so far and yes, I know it's spring training, but Rangers are putting up 14, 19. I think they put up like 20 something runs too. Like the Rangers have been offensively doing a lot better than they were last year when they lost 102 games. So it's definitely good to see a team like the Rangers who has been struggling on the offensive side finally do something. Pitching has looked a lot better. Guys like Spencer Howard, John Gray, Dane Dunning, they've looked pretty good. And the Yankees have also looked pretty good too. Whether it's pitching with Luis Gill, offensive side has definitely looked a lot better. A lot better with Aaron Judge. Giancarlo Stanton looks pretty good. So definitely just continue to watch out. I haven't really watched more than that because those are kind of my two two teams I follow in MLB. So let me know y'all's favorite team, you know, in the comments down below as well. So, guys, I hope y'all have a fantastic Friday, a fantastic week weekend. Make sure y'all are watching March Madness. Do not forget about March Madness and the beauty it brings. Will we see the Peacocks advance to the Final Four? I mean, I would love to see it. That'd be funny. St. Peter's, man, it's, I love that Cinderella story because that school is literally smaller than my my um, hometown 3A high school. So I hope we end up seeing a St. Peter's in the Final Four. That'd be absolutely fantastic. Let me know who y'all think is going to end up winning the whole tournament. So, guys, make sure you have a fantastic weekend, and I will see y'all again on Monday. Peace.